Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Once again, we bring you the thrilling adventures of The Shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Relax and murder. What have I done? I came here for a rest and then this thing happened. The doctor said I'd killed a man. But I couldn't have. I never hurt anyone in my life. I've got to get out of this sanitarium. See Alice. Get home again. Police. I'll be hung for murder. I've got to stay here. Stay here for life, pretending to be insane so I won't be tried for murder that I didn't even know I committed. I swear I didn't know. I swear it. Why, Mr. Walters, what's the matter? Get out of here, you fat fool. Get out. Mr. Walters, you're disturbing the other patients with your carryings on. You don't want me to have to use the fire hose again. Get out of here and leave me alone. All right. But no more tantrums, remember. No more tantrums, Mr. Walters. Come in. Doctor, I... uh... Where have you been, Claude? Didn't I tell you we had another demonstration this evening? Jim Walters was in a temper, Doctor. I was just trying to quieten him. Forget about Walters. There are two new patients. Uh, Evans and the wealthy Mr. Halsey, Doctor? Naturally. They're both in my office now. They're already under hypnosis. I'll wait right outside until you're through, Doctor. And dispose of the body in the usual way, Claude? Of course, Dr. Sloan. Of course. All right, now. Are both you gentlemen asleep? 
Mr. Evans? Yes, Dr. Sloan. Mr. Halsey? Yes, Dr. Sloan. I am asleep. Excellent. Evans, you will remain lying on the couch just as you are. You will not move, no matter what happens. You understand? Yes, Dr. Sloan. Now, Mr. Halsey, I want you to follow my instructions carefully. Get up, out of your chair. That's it. Now, approach the couch. That's right. Now, stop. Now, listen carefully. Above the couch, directly over Mr. Evans's head, there is a bookshelf. Do you see it? Yes, Dr. Sloan. Next to the heavy bronze bookend at the edge of the shelf, there is a copy of a book, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. Now take that book off the shelf and bring it to me. Slide it off. Further. Further. That's it. When I clap my hands, Halsey, you will awake immediately. You will not remember anything that happened. You understand? I understand, Doctor. Awake. <laughs> oh, what, what happened? I, I don't seem to... to... Evans. What happened to Evans, Doctor? You killed him, Mr. Halsey. You smashed his head in with that heavy bookend. I? No. No, I couldn't kill a man. You were very tired and high-strung when you came here. Remember, Mr. Halsey? Your mind, it snapped temporarily under the strain. And you committed murder. Murder? I can't believe it. If you don't believe me, perhaps you'll believe the police. Police? No. No, I, I believe you are. I have been under a strain. No, help me, Doctor. Please help me. I shouldn't, Mr. Halsey, but I will. If you stay here, you'll be safe. Of course, you'll have to be declared insane. And if you ever leave... I, I won't leave. Very well, Mr. Halsey. Write to your family. Tell them to send you money. It will take a lot of money to keep you here, away from the law. Tell them not to visit you. And I will allow you to remain here indefinitely. Oh, thank you, Doctor. I'll write for the money immediately tonight. Fine, Mr. Halsey. Now just go to your room and I'll take care of everything. No one will suspect what has happened. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. All right, Claude. It's all over. Come in. Was it a successful demonstration, Doctor? Ah, I can see it was. Very successful. Doctor. Yes, Miss Windust. Two visitors. They're in the waiting room now. They came to see Mr. Walters. Visitors? At a time like this? I tried to get rid of them, Doctor, but they wouldn't go. And when I told them they couldn't see Mr. Walters, they insisted on talking to you. All right. I'll take care of them. Dispose of Mr. Evans immediately, Claude. Keep them outside until we're ready, Miss Windust. I'll see them here in my office in five minutes. Walter's visitors to see you, Doctor. How do you do? I'm Dr. Sloan. Oh, this is uh, Margot Lane. I'm Lamont Cranston. How do you How do? do? You do? 
I'm sorry to have to tell you that your trip out here was in vain. Well, will we be able to see Jim Walters? Oh, we just wanted to talk to him for a minute, Doctor. Mr. Walters is a friend of ours, Doctor. Uh, Mrs. Walters is worried about Jim. He's written to her saying that he doesn't want to see her. She asked us to come out here. Well, I can appreciate your concern for your friends, Mr. Cranston. But you must realise my position. This is a rest home and our patients must have complete relaxation. Any deviation in their routine may cause an unfortunate reaction. No, I, I'm sorry. We can't allow any visitors. And now, if you'll excuse me... Oh, and we drove all the way out here in the pouring rain. Doctor, could we impose on you and stay here for one night? The storm is getting worse. Stay here tonight? We don't have accommodation, I'm afraid. I hate to insist, Doctor, but the bridge down the road is completely washed out. The bridge? Yes, Margot. We, we won't be able to get back to town, Doctor, and we couldn't very well spend the night in the car. No, I suppose not. Very well, I can give you two of the patient's rooms. But you'll have to leave first thing in the morning. And you won't be able to see Walters. Of course, Doctor. We understand perfectly. Well, Dr. Sloan certainly wasn't feeling hospitable when he gave us these rooms. Stuffy little compartment, bars on the windows. <laughs> Charming little room. I'm not worried, because I'm not exactly planning on a rest tonight, Margot. But did we have to spend the night here? That monkey business about the bridge being washed out. We came out here to see Jim Walters, darling. And we're going to see him. You think Jim is in danger? No, Margot. But I don't think it's very logical for a man in a rest home to refuse to see his wife or for a doctor to refuse a patient visitors. Darling, are you just naturally suspicious? Or do you know something you haven't told me? Both. I didn't tell you this, Margot, but this Sloan, who calls himself a doctor, is not a physician. Claims to be a psychiatrist, but he's not even licensed. I checked. And you think this doctor, Mr. Sloan, is holding Jim here somehow? That's what I'd like to find out from Walters himself. I'm going to try and see him alone, just as soon as the coast is clear. I'll come to your room, darling, and let you know what I find out. Jim. Jim Walters. Are you in there? Walters. Is that you, Jim Walters? No. I'm not Jim Walters. <laughs> Jim Walters. Are you in here? Yes. I'm Jim Walters. Who is it? Lamont Cranston, Jim. I've been looking for you. Lamont! What are you doing here? Margot and I came here to see if we could help you, Jim. I don't need any help. I don't want to see anybody. Is there something wrong, Jim? Alice is worried about I'm you. all right. I don't want to see Alice yet. I don't want to see anybody. Now get out and leave me alone. Jim, if there's something wrong, you can tell me. Everything's you... wrong, but... I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell anyone... staying here, Jim. You're trying to hide something. Hide something? <laughs> they hid it for me in the cellar. No, I... I mean... The cellar? Get out and never come back here again. Jim, please. Get out, I said. Oh, 
Mom should be back by now. It's almost midnight. I wonder if he's in his room. This hole's so dark. Sam, footsteps. Must be one of the patients. It is. He looks as if he's walking in his sleep. My room. I can't get back there. I'll duck in here till he passes. Locked. He's getting closer. That door down here. Oh, it won't open either. He's following me. I've got to open it. There. Now inside. He didn't see me. He's going by. Safe. I'm safe. What's the matter, Miss Lane? Fancy that. She fainted. Just a minute, Doctor. She's in here? Of course, Doctor. It worked like a charm. All right, Claude. Get Halsey and put him back in his room. I'll take care of Miss Lane. Certainly, Doctor. Certainly. <coughs> Miss Lane. Miss Lane. Oh. What happened? You had a slight shock, Miss Lane. You'll be all right if you just relax. Look at me, Miss Lane. Relax. Relax. That's it. No. No. Quiet, Miss Lane. Relax. You're going to sleep. Sleep. No. Lamont. Lamont. Sleep. Sleep. Will Margot Lane fall victim to Dr. Sloan's hypnosis? We'll return to the shadow in just a moment. And now, back to the shadow. Margot Lane, shocked by the sudden appearance of the strange hospital attendant, fainted. She is alone now with Dr. Sloan, who is trying to persuade her to relax and sleep. Relax and sleep. No, I don't want to sleep. Lamont. Sleep. Relax and sleep. Lamont. Margo. Oh, oh, Lamont, I'm so glad you're here. Easy, darling. You're all right now. What's all this about, Doctor? A rather unfortunate experience. One of the patients left his room. He frightened Miss Lane and I was trying to calm her. I see. Well, come on, Margo, I'll take you back to your room. Pardon us, Doctor. Of course. Lamont, let's get out of here. That sleepwalking patient in the hall. And the doctor. We shouldn't have stayed, Lamont. I shouldn't have left you alone, darling. I did see Jim Walters, though. How is he? What does he say? Well, he said he didn't want to see anyone, even you and me. He's terribly nervous and frightened, almost out of his mind. He's trying to hide something, I think. Something he's ashamed of. But Jim just came here for a rest. He said the cellar. Something in the cellar. The cellar? You mean the... What frightened Jim is in the cellar? What frightened him or what he's ashamed of, Margot? Come on, darling. You're going down to the cellar now? We're going now, Margot. I'm not going to take a chance and leave you alone again. Well, this is a dank, unhealthy cellar. I don't see anything that really looks very suspicious. Over here, Margot. Off these flagstones, on the dirt floor. 
Lamont, look at that trunk. It seems almost as if someone had started to, to bury it. Bury the trunk or something else, Marco. That oblong pit the trunk is sitting in. Could be a freshly dug grave that someone didn't quite have time to finish. Then the bo- I mean, it would be in the trunk. There's a very quick way to find out, Marco. It's not locked. What if it's a trunk murder? Oh, Lamont, I've read about such things. Is it, is it in there, Lamont? There's nothing in here but a shovel. Oh. The trunk may have a false bottom, though. Here, help me move these big packing cases aside. I'll pull the trunk up and have a look. All right. Oh, they're heavy. Uh, uh, just move this big one over a little. And... Lamont, hmm? look from behind the packing cases. The body, it's falling. Oh, Lamont, his head. Crushed in by some heavy object. Yes, he's one of the patients, all right. Still wearing a white hospital gown. Margot, that man that followed you down the hall, could he have been hypnotized rather than walking in his sleep? Well, I suppose so, but what's that got to do with... He said something about decline and fall, didn't he? Kept mumbling, decline and fall. Of the Roman Empire. A book. That man's head's been crushed in by a heavy object. Wonder... What are you talking about, Lamont? A jigsaw puzzle, Margot. There's someone coming down here. It's the doctor's assistant and Miss Windus. I can hear quick, Parker. How are you going to get out? I'm not. I'm going to stay and talk to those two as the shadow. You're going to skip out when they're not looking. Shh. Here they come. You fat, untidy fool. Why didn't you finish your job down here? I couldn't. I had to be up in the room with a lame girl. And then I had to take Halsey back to his room. All right. No excuses. I hate this part of it. <laughs> That's funny. I don't mind a bit. Don't mind what, Claude? Burying the bodies of the men you've murdered? <laughs> what was that? I don't see anyone. It, it's one of the patients trying to scare us. It's not one of the patients, Claude. This is the shadow. What do you want with us? We haven't done anything wrong. Nothing wrong. Look at that body over there. A patient in this rest home. His head brutally crushed in. It's Evans. He knows. Yes. The shadow knows, Miss Windust. I know that patients are being murdered here for their money. Is that it? Is that why the doctor murders? They're not murders. They're accidents. Evans and the other patients are unbalanced. Then why are there other bodies buried in this cellar? Why aren't the bodies sent to the families? Because it is murder. Murder that innocent patients think that they have committed when the doctor has them under hypnosis. No, no, the doctor's never committed murder. The shadow will find out about that, Miss Windust. I'll be back and take care of you two later. You will both stay locked in here until I've talked to the doctor. Don't leave me in here. I'll tell you. Shut up, Miss Windust. I'll tell you. No, Claude, no. Put down that shovel, Claude. You tell nothing. Oh! Miss Windust. Speak to me, Miss Windust. What are you going to tell me? Uh, uh, the doctor. He's evil. But he never committed murder. Never. <laughs> ah, she's dead. Well, I never liked her anyway. Now you will stay here alone, you fat murdering fool. I'll lock and bolt this door on the outside. 
And you won't leave until the police get here. And then you'll pay for all your crimes. Lamont, oh, I'm so glad you're back. What did Miss Windust say? Miss Windust is dead, Margot. Claude killed her before I could stop him. I left him locked in the cellar. And the doctor? He's working late in his office. I saw the light as I came up. Does he suspect anything? No. And we're going down right now and see him before he does. I've got to hurry, Margot. We're going together? Yes, I've got a plan. It's risky, but it's the only way to get the evidence we need of the doctor's guilt. We're going to bait a trap for Sloan. Bait a trap? With what? Ourselves, darling. You're going to feign illness, headache, anything to try and get him to demonstrate his power of hypnosis. And then you're going to allow him to actually hypnotize you. Is he going to hypnotize you too? It depends, Margot, on who has the stronger mind. But Lamont, if he's been able to keep all the patients in this hospital under his, well, his spell, he must be tremendously powerful. He is. I said it was risky, Margot. New game? I... Yes. Yes, I'm game, darling. Who is there? It's Cranston, Doctor. I need help. It's Miss Lane. Miss Lane? What's the matter with her, Cranston? She woke me and said she was ill. Then she suddenly fainted. I can't seem able to revive her. Well, here. Put her down on the couch. There. Oh, where? What's happened? You fainted, Margot. Oh, my head. I feel so tired. Can't you do something for her, Doctor? Yes, please, Doctor. I could administer a sedative, but that would only depress her more. Of course, there is one treatment that would refresh her immediately. Treatment? What kind of treatment, Doctor? Hypnosis. I merely place Miss Lane under a light hypnotic spell and give her the post-hypnotic suggestion that she awake refreshed and rested. And it works? Invariably. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Margot? Anything that will make me feel better, Lamont. Splendid. Incidentally, Mr. Cranston, wouldn't you like to watch this demonstration? Well, as a matter of fact, Doctor, I, I, I'd like to join in this demonstration. Frankly, <laughs> I'm not sure that it can be done. A little sceptically, Mr. Cranston. Very well. Just be seated in this chair. Miss Lane, just lie quietly on the couch there. That's it. Now relax. Allow all the feeling to go out of you. You both are beginning to feel numb. You're going to sleep. Relax, Mr. Cranston. Relax, Miss Lane. You're both drifting off to sleep. 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 Now, Miss Lane, you are asleep. Your eyes are so heavy you can't open them. Can you, Miss Lane? No, I can't. Can't open them. Good. Now, Mr. Cranston, you too are asleep, aren't you? No. No, I'm not asleep. I'm not. You're fighting it, Cranston. You are supposed to relax. No. But you can't resist, can you? You will get out of your chair, Cranston. Get up. 
Oh. That's better, Cranston. You see, you can't resist. You thought I had fallen into your childish little trap. I knew Miss Lane was faking illness, and I let you believe you'd fooled me. No. So you would match minds with me, Cranston. Now that you are really under my hypnotic power, who is the stronger? Who? Walk over to that couch, Cranston. I won't. I won't. Walk. Good. Now stop when you reach the couch where Miss Lane is lying. Now, reach up and take hold of that book titled Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. Take that book. A book? No. No. Reach up and take the book. Reach up. No. I'll break the fence. I'll break it. Reach up and take that book. Reach. I've got to break it. Reach. I've got to break it. Reach. <laughs> Who's that? This is the shadow, Dr. Sloan. The tables are turned. Now you are in the shadow's power. Shadow? Yes. While you thought you were hypnotizing Cranston, the shadow was actually hypnotizing you. Cranston? God. Yes, he slipped right by you while the shadow had control of your mind. Cranston is on his way to the police now, Doctor. To make you pay for a neat little scheme of blackmail and murder. You didn't commit murder, no. You had your patients do it for you. You knew they wouldn't knowingly kill, even under hypnotism. But they would innocently cause an accident to happen to another patient. That's been your scheme, hasn't it, Dr. Sloan? Yes, they killed for me. I told them they were murderers. They were all wealthy. They paid me well to keep them here from the law. And now the law is coming for you, Doctor. And for your fat, cold-blooded assistant in the cellar. You will wait here and make a full confession to the police. I know you will wait, Dr. Sloan. Because the shadow will be watching you. <laughs> Jim and the other patients are going to be all right, Lamont? I know it, Margot. I had Commissioner Weston bring a specialist out from the city with him. He says a couple of weeks at home and Jim will be as good as new again. Oh, that's wonderful. Lamont, is it really true that you can't be hypnotized unless you allow yourself to be? I believe so, Margot. Well, how was it then that Sloan always hypnotized you? Well, you were responsible for that, Margot. I was? Yes, darling. Like all women, you're extremely curious. You wanted to see what was going on and instinctively rebelled against the doctor. But I was asleep. I was actually hypnotized the whole time. Yes, I know you were. But I had to be sure. So I handled that little job myself. The shadow knows, darling. shall you reap evil. 
crime does not pay. The shadow knows. Ha, 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 ha.